Welcome back to Never Alone. In today's episode, we are going to be chatting through the holidays and just why they're so hard when you're going through infertility or have experienced loss and hopefully some tips on how to navigate them. So why why do you think the holidays are so hard? I think, you know, I think the holidays are hard for a lot of people in general, you know, um, whether you've experienced a loss of a loved one, a family member. I think it's just a time where you envision them either being at or being present, or you had hoped that they were there to celebrate with you. And so I do think, you know, the holidays are hard for just loss in general, as well as those struggling with infertility. Because if you have not yet um, had a child, you are supposed to be celebrating a happy time of year. You're kind of celebrating the end of a year. But mm-hmm. when you're struggling with infertility, it's not really a celebration. It's right. just a time of sadness and you're grieving and you're hopeless in some ways. So I think that's kind of why it's hard. Yeah. I think it's really complex. It's like you're dealing with your own emotions on so many levels. The expectations around holidays, like you said, I think holidays can be hard for a lot of people. And then throw in like these large gatherings where you're supposed to kind of like have a happy face. Yeah. So that's probably another reason it's so challenging is, you know, throughout the year, you might not be seeing all of your family members or you might not be seeing extended family or cousins. And when Thanksgiving and Christmas come around, you know, that's most of the time when people gather as large family. And it's hard. It's hard to be around a lot of kids. It's hard to be around family members that maybe you haven't seen in a while. And they're asking all of these touchy, sensitive questions that you would rather them not ask. And I would say throughout the year, if you don't have kids yet, you're probably not hanging around a lot of kids in general. Mm-hmm. You might here and there with some of your friends or family members, but when you come to a holiday gathering, there's kids everywhere. And so mm-hmm. that just makes it really hard to be around um, a lot of kids. Yeah. Like the holidays are just so focused on children mm-hmm. that it just puts this like big spotlight on the fact if you don't have children yet, yeah, that it just feels so much more heightened. Yeah. I think on top of the large gatherings, whether it be like family or parties and just like having to have worrying about there being a conversation that comes up about something maybe you don't want to share. I think it's also that like this time is is supposed to be like a magical time of year. Mm-hmm. So I had asked a friend like why she thinks the holidays are so hard um, when you're trying to conceive or you've experienced loss. And she kind of said the same thing, like being childless is just magnified and highlighted to yourself and everyone in your family during a time when you're supposed to be full of joy. And It feels like it's hard to be full of joy when you've, you know, gone through like a really hard time or it's like you're forcing yourself to smile as you look around and see other families or like nieces and nephews or other kids when you just want that. Mm -hmm. And 
I think we've talked about this before, but it's just like this time of celebration and happiness. And it's really hard to celebrate or be happy when you are struggling. Yeah. So it it might feel forced in a way. And you just might have different expectations than what reality is. And that's really hard. Yeah. And I think uh, alongside of that being like a magical time and also like large gatherings is for some reason you actually probably, you actually feel more lonely when you think you would not because you're around all your family members and friends and parties and celebratory occasion Mm -hmm. that like you would be like, oh, I shouldn't be lonely, but it actually does make you feel more Mm -hmm. alone in some ways. Yeah. I think loneliness is a big emotion almost just like feeling misunderstood it's yeah like everyone else is so happy and or seems happy and yeah. seems excited to celebrate and you just kind of feel maybe not that way and it yeah. makes you feel more alone i think another thing is just kind of what madison was saying like celebrating the end of a year so it's like another year has passed and i know this really rings true for for me what before we had um our son was like I remember one Christmas would come by and then the next Christmas would come by without a child. And it's like, you thought like last Christmas, like, oh, surely I'll have a baby, you know, or be pregnant like next Christmas. Mm -hmm. And I think that there's a lot of hope moving into a new year. And, and then when the year comes to a close and you don't have that progress that you thought you would, um, it can be really hard. Like just, I think, you know, hoping, hoping that things would look different and they don't. Yeah. I think for us, before we had our first child, every Christmas Eve Mm -hmm. and Christmas day, I think I was in tears at some point Yeah, just because if that was a loss or just like you said, another year had gone by and we were still childless we were in the thick of treatments we were month after month and it's just it's it's really discouraging and disheartening Mm -hmm. and you know also i honestly was in tears most christmases even after we had children because of you know losses that we had had within the year and we've kind of touched on this in previous episodes that you know there's a misconception around Uh, The idea of if you have living children, then, you know, a loss isn't as heartbreaking or isn't as challenging. And that's just not true. You know, I mean, there were several Christmases that have been hard because of a loss we had had that year. And we have two living children with us today. So, you know, just to keep in mind it's still hard even if you have children. And so we want to just make sure that you know that even if you have children, that you feel seen and heard. Yeah. And I think everyone's exhausted at the end of the year, but it's like if you were going through treatments or, you know, at any point in the year and it's like now you've kind of come to the end and you're just like exhausted, you're you're physically exhausted, but you're emotionally exhausted. And then to try to like be joyful on top of that exhaustion. It just feels really like forced. And then you're just sad that you don't have a baby. So um, I think it's just like the combination of all the things. I know you mentioned the holidays being hard after having experienced loss. Why? I mean, tell us about kind of like why the holidays you think maybe are harder 
I think it can be, um, you know, as I said previously, it can be hard for any type of loss. Mm -hmm. So this isn't, you know, only to infertility, but uh, personally, I would say, I think it's hard because you spend so many years without a child and then you have a loss and then that's another year without a child and then you grieve that loss on top of that. So it's kind of like a domino or a it builds on each other. Snowball, that's what I'm (laughs) looking for. It's a snowball effect where it kind of just like builds on each other um, to make it really hard when it comes around to Christmas. And I don't know, I would just say that I grieved so much the loss that we weren't able to have kids. And then also the loss that we had, we had two losses before our, I guess, second Christmas. And yeah, it's just another year that I would wonder if we would ever have biological children. It's a um, another year where you're looking at your Christmas mantle. <laughs> um you're looking at your christmas mantle wondering if you'll ever have more than two stockings Mm. (laughs) um or if you you know envision the babies that you've lost you know it's just really hard when the holidays come around to remember your children that you've lost. And I would say I've never really viewed life as bittersweet, but I would say going through infertility, I really do view it that way. And um, especially holidays, holidays are so bittersweet because there are good parts of it and there are some little nuggets of joy, but for the most part, it's really sad and really hard, especially when you're going through infertility. Because I mean, till this day, I would say there, there's not a holiday that goes by that I don't think about all of our little sweet babies that could be here and could join us. I'm obviously very grateful for the two living babies that we have, but there is a lot of, you know, Mm -hmm. children that, like I said, I wish were on our mantle and had a stocking of their own. So it's just a really sad, Mm -hmm. I would say sad, lonely, and just brings back a ton of memories where I feel like throughout the year, you might not remember as much. But Mm -hmm. you know, when you're coming to the end, I think like you said, when you're coming to the end of December, everyone's tired, you're exhausted from the year, you're reflecting, you're reviewing, and then everybody starts talking about the new year. Mm -hmm. Like, what are we going to do new in the year? Mm -hmm. And it's like, nothing. Like Mm -hmm. I just had the worst year ever. And I don't want to think about my goals or my whatever for the new year. Like I just had a loss. I want a baby, so on and so on, whatever Mm -hmm. you are going through, you know, like the new year doesn't even sound exciting. No, no. I think, I mean, I think everything you said is so valid. It's the holidays just bring up so many memories and especially loss. And while there can be lots of joy. It it is very bittersweet for so many reasons that you said. And I think it's completely fair if you're listening and you feel that way. Know that we've felt that way too. I mean, 
similar to Madison, like I think having gone through treatments at any point in the year really and then going into the holidays is hard because as you're like reflecting on your year, it's a big part of your year. And it's like, wow, I spent like this many months, you know, dedicating to that. Or, you know, if you have had a loss, you're just envisioning that baby and you're around kids. So it's not that you don't want to be around kids. Like I remember, I remember after our loss, we, you know, it had been a few months, but um, we went, and we were with family and we were with kids Christmas morning. And I was just like, I was supposed to be like about to have a baby. And I wasn't. And we had no kids. And and it was like wonderful to see the children excited, but it was also just really sad. Yeah, it is really sad. And, you know, we haven't talked much on the podcast about secondary infertility. And I know a lot of women struggle with that. And you know, you could be entering this holiday season with a child at home in your arms with you right now, and you have been struggling to have a second child, or you've been struggling to have a third child, and you have been in treatment, and you know, you're at the holidays, and you're getting the questions of, when are you having baby number two, or like, when are you having baby number three? And so that just brings a whole nother element of struggle and pain and heartache to the um equation of, you know, even if you have living children, either if you're longing for more and it's been a struggle, or if you have living children and you've had a loss recently, you know, um, that's still hard. So it's just the holidays are really, they're really heartbreaking and it really does bring up a lot more emotions than I feel like it would normally throughout the year. And so, you know, I love that point that you brought up about, you know, you envisioning you being pregnant during the holidays and you weren't. And a lot of women, I think, feel that way. And it's just really sad and lonely. I think also, like, if you're going through treatments around the holidays, it's really hard. So having, like, scans right before holidays, like, right before big gatherings, um, that's something that we've dealt with. And, it just adds this whole other layer of anxiety knowing that like you're going to be carrying this news whether it's positive or negative into these like big family events so it's all complicated it's all hard especially when you're just like exhausted at the end of the year yeah and like you said if you are going through treatments around the holidays they're going to be cramming you in anyways. Mm -hmm. So everything's going to be kind of tight and scheduled because of the holidays. But it's very challenging to do that as well because I remember we were going through treatments during one holiday season. And I remember, you know, having to figure out like, how am I going to give myself a shot because we're at this gathering Mm -hmm. or, you know, I don't want to throw my medication in the trash for somebody to find Mm -hmm. because I didn't want people to know that we were in treatment at the Mm -hmm. time it goes back to some of the medications have to be refrigerated. Mm -hmm. And it's like, well, I can't just put it in the refrigerator for everybody to see. Mm -hmm. So navigating, you know, your schedule and your treatment around holiday gatherings and family members Mm -hmm. and parties. And it's really hard. Yeah, it's really hard. And I think we are hoping to give some tips for navigating, making them the holidays a little bit easier, a little bit more bearable. So 
what is some advice that you have, Madison? So the first thing I would say would be boundaries. And with boundaries around the holidays, that could look like only saying yes to things you want to attend. So if for some reason you are not feeling it, you can say no. And that could even be a day of decision. Um, So it's important to remember that, yes, some feelings might be hurt. Some people might be let down. And you are making the best decision for you in this state. And that's their their feelings to work through. Mm -hmm. And so saying yes to things you want to attend. And then probably, you know, visiting family for however long would make you feel comfortable. So if that means, you know, a longer stay to really get that time this year, because that's important to you, that's great. If it means a shorter stay, that's also okay. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, if you are with family, say you're traveling and for some reason something comes over you or you just need an out to a conversation, you know, go ahead and having an exit strategy. So that's whether communicating with your husband to, you know, you can have like a, a key word that you say to each other. If for some reason you need to get out of an uncomfortable situation because it's just too much at the time, then make that before you go with your husband so that he can help you through the process. So you're not put in any uncomfortable situation. And then we would also say treat yourself or, you know, be kind to yourself for attending hard things. So whether that means going to get yourself a treat, (laughs) um, whatever that looks like for you, it could be anything. But, you know, be good to yourself and give yourself grace because there'll be things that you will probably want to say no to but feel bad about saying no to. And it's hard because you want to attend, but you don't want to attend, Mm -hmm. you know, so it's kind of a complex feeling, but boundaries are really important, I would say. Yeah, I totally agree. I think having an exit strategy for any of the things you're attending, I think a lot of the events can be like large parties and like surfacey and just kind of, you know, people are asking questions good natured, but like they can be triggering. Yeah. So with that, I think being prepared to answer difficult questions. I think this is more for family, but it can also be for friends. You know, even if it's just like, when are you guys having kids type thing or, which I do think like a lot of acquaintance type friends sometimes ask. Um, And then you might be seeing more like acquaintances that you don't see year round. So I think just discussing with your spouse um, what you want to share, what you you don't want to share is important because you will most likely be asked hard questions and not having a prepared answer, you're going to be thrown off and you're going to either feel like you have to answer and then regret answering or you're going to be upset. Whereas like if you're prepared, I think you can handle it and navigate it and move on a little quicker. Yeah. And I think along with that, knowing your personality to where you can even give a joke response, Mm -hmm. you know, like if that's your personality and you want to keep it light and easy, you know, give a joke and Mm -hmm. joke with your family members. Mm -hmm. Or if that's not your personality, it's okay to say, you know, I'd rather not discuss that right now. Or I honestly just don't feel like answering that. Can we talk about something else? You know, but like 
you said, Morgan, like you ha- you have to be prepared or else it's really going to throw you off guard. Yeah. And I actually, one thing you said about like making a joke out of it, I think sometimes that is my personality. I think sometimes that's hard with family. Mm-hmm. And actually, my counselor had given really great advice around having like a broken record statement of of just saying like, you know, we're not, you know, for example, like if somebody is like, are you guys wanting to have kids and you're not willing to share where you're at? Like, you know, we don't know what the future holds. Like, you know, we're, we're hopeful or something like that. And just like saying that phrase, it usually takes people like two to three times of hearing that phrase and just kind of trying to talk about something else. Like, you know, we don't know what the future holds, but we're hopeful. Like, have you tried the punch? I don't know. Just like switching topics and, I think it makes you feel better just even like having that statement prepared, like knowing that you can rely on that. It doesn't always work for every question you'll be asked, but yeah. um, I think it's almost like a little crutch going into the event. Totally. Um, and also just a reminder, which we've kind of shared on social media before, but just, you know, knowing that you don't owe anyone an update. Similar to what Madison was saying around like, if you have to cancel an event and you're feeling bad. Like you don't owe anyone your attendance, attendance. You don't owe anyone an update, and like people that care about you, truly care about you, will understand that. Totally, yeah. So another tip would be, you know, to validate your feelings, and this is hard mm-hmm. when you, I think, are around family and friends for the holidays. But it's normal to feel sad, lonely, angry, frustrated shame, the not feeling magic, not feeling happy or joyful Mm -hmm. or excited or expectant or um, whatever everybody else feels, you know, validate that. And uh, we would say it's okay. It's okay. And our hope is obviously that you wouldn't feel like this for forever Mm -hmm. and that it would get better, but give yourself grace during this season and allow yourself to feel these feelings or else they will get all bottled up (laughs) and one day you will explode. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. And it's normal to feel all those things. And it's hard because like society is telling us to feel a different way. And that's the message that we're being pushed. So just knowing that that's okay. I think we're just, we see so much of like this joy and happiness throughout the holidays. And I think one thing that could be helpful potentially would be getting off social media. So I think lots of people choose to announce that they're pregnant around the holidays, like sort of like cutesy posts of like, you know, look what Santa's bringing. I don't know, things like that. Um, There's obviously lots more posts with kids. Yes. No, but they, they, I feel like nowadays people send Christmas cards, but also everybody puts their Christmas card on Instagram or Facebook. So it's like you get double. Right. (laughs) Right. So it's like, there's just more pregnancy announcements. There's more posts with children. And overall, just like people showing, obviously we know social media is a highlight reel, but I think it's a lot of like joyful, cheerful, which is great. That's what it should be. But like that can also be really triggering if you're not in that place. So I think just like being really honest with yourself and knowing if it would be helpful or harmful to, yeah. to be on social media during the holidays. Totally. And also know that it's um, a short season. So yeah. don't feel like you're getting off for like a whole year, you right. know, like you can get back on once the holidays are over. Mm-hmm. 
another tip would be to make it special with your spouse. So whatever that means, you need to sit down with your spouse and figure out something that you two could do together this holiday season and, you know, make it a tradition, make it um, something goofy, make it something serious, make it whatever you feel like you want to make it. So if that means honoring a loss, if that means going on a trip, if that Mm -hmm. means going on a date night to a new restaurant, whatever it means, pick something to do with your spouse and make it special. Don't make it just another, you know, normal date night, Mm -hmm. but make it special. Yeah. We kind of implemented when we were, you know, prior to having kids and started, you know, going through infertility, we would do like a Christmas date, but we will, we'll try to like get a drink at a fun lot, like hotel lobby that's like decorated cute. And, um, it just feels different than like just going out to dinner. It just feels festive. And we even still try to do that now. So I think, yeah, if you can create new traditions with your, with your spouse, um, just like trying to find joy in whatever ways would fill you up during this season. Yeah. Finding joy, but also finding rest. I think everyone is exhausted in December. And if you can just take extra care of yourself, like whatever that looks like for you, and just like really be kind to yourself and, you know, just not put pressure on yourself to like attend too many things or have to like, I feel like there's so many to do's around the holidays of like getting gifts and like, just there's just madness. But like if you can try to find rest and and take some of those those to-dos that like aren't essential off your list, um, I think it would be really positive for your mental state and just you deserve it. <laughs> yeah. So those are kind of our tips for navigating the holidays. But just to reiterate, like we said, the holidays are very lonely. And if you are longing for a child or waiting for a child, know that we see you and we're here with you and we grieve with you and you are not alone. And the holidays can be especially hard, you know, if you're navigating infertility loss or just longing for a child. And, you know, even if you have living children, it can bring up memories of loss or just exhaustion around your journey. It can bring up past memories of um, treatments, kind of what y'all been through. And um, we just want to say give yourself grace and uh, be kind to yourself and create boundaries. You know, be prepared for awkward scenarios. Treat yourself when you can. And then, you know, finally create joy with your spouse. and try to find rest this season. So we're here for you. We would love to hear more about your journeys Mm -hmm. or what y'all would want us to speak about here on the podcast. So if you want to reach out to us, the best way to do that is through Instagram, Never Alone Infertility. And if you have been enjoying this show, we would also appreciate you to rate and review on whatever platform you listen to that helps other listeners be able to find our podcast. So thanks for listening and tune in to next week's Q&A.